welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, this is episode 137. This is season 15. My name's Roger. Uh, my name is... <laughs> and welcome even... back to the show. <laughs> and um, we write a song every single week um, on this podcast. And for the next... This is the second episode of this season. And we're going to be writing a song every single week. And uh, we've each brought a song to the show. And uh, how was writing for you this week, Declan? Um, oddly protracted, because... Um, protracted? Pr- I measured it with an angle. Um, <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, it was kind of an odd experience this week, because uh, normally what I end up having is like four or five skittish ideas, and then one of them clings hold. And then, like, mm. that's the one that you develop and that becomes something sort of halfway worthwhile. I had, like, kind of one basic idea uh, throughout the week. And it just kind of morphed and took on different stages and just became this weird version of itself. <laughs> so it's just like... Oh, wow. At, at the end, I was just like, I can see where I've come from. But, man, it took me too many steps to get here. Was it kind of like the musical equivalent of when you're painting a picture and you just put on more and more colours, more and more layers, and it just kind of turns brown? It's more like if you were painting a picture of a simple river scene and then you thought, well, we'll put a boat on that. And then you thought, well, actually, if you change, if we just paint over it, it's the same scene, but in autumnal colours. And then you think, well, what if I add like a load of figures on the other side of the bank? And then you realise, no, I don't like that. And let's get rid of the ship as well. <laughs> oh man well we'll return to this theme um a little later as well because i had the same thing with just drafts just like wrote one i was like um okay no wrote another one i was like okay i'm just gonna push through with this and then that didn't work out and then i wrote another one so Only it doesn't always happen in one who go complain who complain all the time about not having enough time to write songs can now start complaining about oh my god I had to do multiple versions of it I had to rethink my work I had to edit it my goodness <laughs> how do normal writers do this just bang Man. it off in five minutes and you're done that's <laughs> well I've definitely I've taken a leaf out of your book this season because you you've always been like oh yeah then I changed this lyric and like I updated lyrics because you do you type your lyrics or you just handwrite them um, I tend to hand, just handwrite them. I only really type them out if I'm using them for something official, uh, as it were. Um, mm. But I like handwriting because you can scribble out a wrong lyric and you can still see the scribble and it gives you a quiet bit of satisfaction. Um, oh, it's good, isn't it? But also, like, physically having to write the words out, you are thinking about them as you're writing them. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, like I write them down in my book and then at a certain point I will um type them up. But like what I like about the typing thing is it's so easy to like it's just all there in front of you really clean and it's really easy to just backspace and like replace a word entirely. So I'm starting to like a little bit of both at the moment. Ah, uh, see, I just like trying to scribble like long complicated words into tiny gaps w- that you didn't leave when you decide that one <laughs> word in the middle of the line needs changing. That's my favourite thing to do. I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. We, it's so nice to have that in common with you. That um, <laughs> that very, very niche thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, man. Um, so, speaking of your song, um, you're, you're showing us your song first this week. Um, so, this is the one, obviously, you finished and that you're showing to us. So, tell us about it. What's it called? Um... Uh, well, this one is called More Work To Do. Uh, it is only about two minutes long because I don't want to prolong your suffering. <laughs> it goes like this. be ready to move into a better place get me in order and steady and fall back into grace i'm gonna put my heart out offer it up and in return work in the space we mark out and try our best to burn but i gotta know what you wanted from me i hate it's nice 
but it's not what I really need. Do you wanna know what I want from you? If you're gone in the morning, then I guess I'm a what to do. Myself. But I gotta know what you wanted from me I hate is nice, but it's not what I really need Do you wanna know what I want from you If you're gone in the morning, I guess I'm a what to do Instead, if you don't want me, go love someone else instead. But I gotta know what you wanted from me. I hate is nice, but it's not what I really need. Do you wanna know what I want from you? If you got in the morning, and I guess I'm a what to do. work to do. Declan's second song of season 15 and uh, I don't think you have any more work to do because your work is already done with that fantastic song. Ah ha ha, you're taking <laughs> my thing. <laughs> it's I a like title bill for it, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I couldn't resist. I mean, like right off the bat um, I said to you while we were listening to it, I love the chorus. It kind of gives me like not specifically these bands but like this era, Franz Ferdinand and Kaiser Chiefs kind of a feeling, you know? You see it's interesting you say that because this started out as my attempt to write an Arctic Monkeys song. <laughs> Let's see, that like, kind of makes sense. But it started off with like the riff being less funky, a little bit faster, and played just straighter on the beat, but it also played around with that more of a like um, almost constant stream of consciousness kind of vocal delivery, uh, which is sort of there on some of the early Arctic Monkeys songs. Mm. Uh, where it's almost like more poetry said over the word, over the music. Mm. Um, and I had an initial idea for it, uh, which was, uh, wouldn't it be fun to do a song about being the sober one on a night out? And it's like this raucous, like, noughties indie band but they're just singing, singing about like uh, you know, I have a glass of water and I'll make it a double. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> Could I have a coke, please? No, not not that kind of coke, please. <laughs> I wish that I looked good on the dance floor or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I write that song, that's what it's going to be called. Um, <laughs> also, question, um, question. Um, in the chorus, it says, "A what is nice." A hit is nice, but it's not what I really need. Are you talking about talking about a uh, doobie there, a jazz cigarette? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's kind of one of those uh, songs where I was writing that original set of lyrics out, and I realised, no, this doesn't go with the chorus at all. Ah, like, right. Um, like, to get the specific... Um, I don't know, there are certain subjects that lend themselves to longer phrases, certain ones that lend themselves to shorter phrases, and like it was just hard to articulate the core meaning of the song over those chords. So I ended up changing things out a little bit, and um, eventually just working on the backing track and working on the backing track, and eventually it gets funkier. Um, I say that with the biggest quotation marks I can find, but it is just fun to play, and that's kind of cod funk style. It is um, funky. It's a funky song, but like in a sort of guitar rock way. Yeah, like it, it's it, it's funk rock, if it's anything. <laughs> but I find that kind of stuff very fun to play. I'm not very good at it, but I do find it enjoyable. Um, and I ended up coming up with a couple of drafts of lyrics, and the only thing that stuck was the chorus, which I thought was quite strong, which is still the same mm. chorus that's in there now. Which is, you know what, I yeah. can kind of tell. I can kind of tell that the chorus was like there for, for quite a lot of the process because it feels really confident the way you sing it and stuff. It's really rhythmic, and I think 
like that even i suppose just even that reminds me of like arctic monkeys or whatever because they have those fast passages yeah i think it's probably more in line with something like franz ferdinand uh their kind of thing but like uh yeah i'm it's interesting to hear you say that um but then i sort of realized that no that's a really strong chorus because it's like uh, the the whole lines are I gotta know what you uh, want from me. A hit is nice, but it's not re- what I really need. A hit being more like a just like a a, fl- a fling could have worked as well. A fling is nice, but it's not what I really need. Or like uh, you know a one night stand or something like that. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then like uh, the second half is like, but do you know what I need from you? Because if you've gone in the morning, then I realise I've probably still got some shit to work out. So. <laughs> Or, like, I need to, like, put more work into finding the right people kind of uh, thing. Sure, sure. It, it's, uh, it's, yeah, sorry, go on. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say then that, um, it then became a case of, like, knowing, okay, that's the chorus, that's the key idea of the song. Now I have to try and retrofit this to some verses and come up with something that doesn't sound 100, uh, 100% cringe. Um, kind of hard writing verses <clears throat> like after the fact isn't it like to make them fit and not sound too contrived uh sometimes it can work really well like um i've done it once or twice but it is you are the way i imagine you and i both tend to write lyrics is like just straighten the line through the song like from start to finish so like you mm, have usually. started saying something on the verse and you'll come up with a definitive statement for the chorus and then you can retrofit it slightly because you know what the two parts are Whereas if you've just yeah. got the chorus, it is a bit more difficult to try and think back and like work out what actually leads to this properly. Well, you've got a few different puzzles to solve there. If you're doing the verses afterwards, it's like, first of all, what fits rhythmically? Secondly, obviously, what fits lyrically and is cohesive with the chorus? And thirdly, a third thing that I didn't think of. Well... It's that third thing that really tripped me up, I feel. <laughs> oh, it will. It'll do that. <laughs> yeah. You've got to watch out for that third thing. So how did you approach it? Then? I imagine, you, like you say, you already had all the music figured out. It was funky. And then what did you do? Just kind of like sit down for like half an hour and just sort of like stream of consciousness? Or what did you do? Um, well, I uh, ran out of time to do words uh, in the week because, of course, I did. It's not a, It's not one of my weeks unless I ran out of time. Um, you and me both. So- you and me both, brother. So I think this one only sadly ended up getting two proper drafts uh, of the final version of the lyrics. Uh, first draft was when I sort of just got the words down and I thought, right, that's roughly the right shape. I won't be 100% embarrassed if I sing this. And then like a couple of hours later, I did a rewrite uh, and changed a couple of things up and cut out a verse. Mm. And it it's now at the stage where... I think the music's fine if a bit basic, but you know, we, not all music has to be like a symphony or anything. Like you know, a couple of simple chords are fine. Um, the chorus is strong. I like that. Yeah, the verses same. at the verses in the bridge work, but I feel that if I was a teacher in school and I'd been handed this as a kid's homework, the words written on the top of the page would be "could do better." <laughs> Well, I mean, you're your own harshest critic, and you always have, and you always will be. I mean, and I just know like... no one else is allowed to be as cruel to myself as I am, dears. <laughs> um, I mean, like you say, like oh, the the music and the verses is quite simple. You know, it's not like a classical masterpiece or whatever. Like, it sounds pretty. But it doesn't have to, to me. be. Sometimes that's fine. No, no, no. I'm, of course, of course. But I'm saying, like, what I'm hearing in your track is like, you know, pretty complex guitar playing. You know. Don't put yourself down, son. That's what I'm saying. I stuck up for you in the staff room. We have a staff room? <laughs> I wish we had a staff room. Oh, I'd nick all the tea and biscuits. They drink teacher's whiskey in there. What? <laughs> they do. But, but get that bottle here. You can have what's left at the end of the day. <laughs> Great line. Um, sorry if I cut you off there. Um... Is there, yeah, is there anything? Right. Is there anything else, sort of like in the in the flow of the writing process that you that you haven't covered? I don't think so. This is just a very basic song about being bored of being single. 
so right, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can relate. God, can I relate? Oh, no, I'm joking. Well, I'm so not joking. If all the el- <laughs> if all the eligible bachelors could send in some emails, that would be lovely. <laughs> Weekly song podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Be sure to put a heart emoji in the subject line. Yeah, I mean, we get so many Valentines. You need to differentiate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you, when we were saying that i just got the email chime on my computer it looks like something's just coming in oh wow oh my god it's got a heart emoji on the subject line how, how have you come back in time and listen to this recording that we're doing in the past oh my god i think That's you're um dedication you've got a blind date with a with a uh, time lord journeyman journeyman Journeyman, the sponsor for this season of the podcast of the weekly songs. They are a company. Oh, I'm going to stop doing that. But they are a company who uh, who make these incredible songwriting books. And it sounds like hyperbole, but, you know, we really mean it. And it's it's a sponsor that we approached rather than approaching us because they're amazing books. It ties in really well with the podcast. They're these faux leather bound books with a pocket in the back and lovely um, graded paper. Uh, they do manuscript books that are like a mixture between manuscript and plain, guitar tablature books, bass tablature books, and they're just perfect for like having your chords or your manuscript written down, your lyrics and writing lead sheets. It's just the perfect songwriting tool. And they're sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Uh, this well, season they're sponsoring of the this season of the podcast. That's right, this whole season. And uh, we've got a code with them. So if you go to my-journeyman.com and you use the code weekly song. At checkout, you get 20% off of everything in your basket, and they're really good. Uh, we also have a competition where you could win one of these books here with the show. Um, stick around to the end to hear about that. Um, yeah, Journeyman, check them out. Journey, my-journeyman.com, check them out. So, the two of us uh, present a song each. We've had my song. What about mm. your song, Roger? What about your song? Tell us about your song. Spill the tea, dear. Okay, well, this is the third draft I wrote. Um, It's the only full song I've written this week. Um, And it's called Phoning It In, and it goes like this. We look like you're just phoning it in And acting like you've never had it better I thought I had the strength to let you in you're the only one I thought would understand Well, here's my heart again It's taped up where you left it in the garbage bin I can't learn to speak again Speak again Drift inside my weakness for a week again No laughter, no waking up to the light of the sky No reason, no asking why And you act like you're not here Believing like it's never getting better I want to save you from the sand you're in But I'm struggling myself to understand What's my line again When we make believe that everything's just fine again Remembering the reason that my life begins Imposter, you're not too tough just to give it a try Like nothing in my life 
That was Roger's second song this season, phoning it in. And I have to say, you were not phoning it in. That is a very lovely little piece of work. I do like that a lot. Thank you. See, I'm surprised that you've heard the phrase phoning it in before, because until this week, I hadn't heard it. Oh, it's a very common phrase. Oh. Like, like, honestly, I'm more surprised that you've not heard it until this week. It's so weird when that kind of thing happens, isn't it? Where, like, something just passes you by your entire life and then you suddenly get it. Like, weird. I, I'm I'm still trying to work out how you would have gone through life without hearing that phrase. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's interesting because it wouldn't have actually made it into the song or the lyric if it wasn't such a new phrase to me. So the song actually began. Well, th- this draft of the song began um, when I was on Facebook, as every great songwriting session begins. I hear and Paul it... McCartney is on Facebook right now. Yeah, writing another hit. Um, and I was going through, like, you know, there are, like, those videos or reels that aren't even from people you follow. They're just, like, viral videos that pop up on your Facebook. Yeah, I get a load of, like, five-minute crafts ones because those are the ones that earn the big bucks because everybody stops to look at them and then they get the advertising revenue off of it. And then... <laughs> It's not right. I mean, like, like, they get such... Like, if you do well on the algorithm on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, you get such big viewing numbers. Um... I was going through and I just saw like this I don't even remember the name of the band it doesn't matter, I'm not going to name them anyway because this isn't like a dig at them, it's just like, it was funny basically. I saw this video and it's like this studio setting and they've got this like really pretty girl, you know like short Daisy Dukes and like blonde hair and like she she looks, you know, really good and she's... I'll have to take your word for it and she's singing this band's song into the microphone she she doesn't know any of the words really like every other word she knows and like she looks like she's kind of got the lyrics just off screen and like she doesn't want to be there she's just being paid to be there and i was looking at this i was like this is so strange it's like advertising their new single or whatever and i went down to the um comments and this guy had written like one of the top comments was like way to look like you're just phoning it in and i was like oh i get it (laughs) after 30 years um and i thought that was just kind of a cool lyric Okay. Uh, well, uh, now future historians will be able to say uh, with certainty where you first uh, worked out the meaning of the phrase. Um, how does it relate to the rest of the words of the song? What's kind of the main uh, drive of this one lyrically? Well, lyrically with this one, it was kind of like, how do I tie that in with like a real emotion or, or something like that? It's a pretty broad song lyrically. It's basically about someone who has hurt you in the past but they're trying to overcompensate in the present and but it just kind of seems like false or like like it can be like irritating or something you know i think we've all been there it's kind of like a general song um and then like as the lyrics like that's kind of like how it begins like way to act like you're just phoning it in acting like you know life was never better basically it's kind of like um being able to see through a facade in somebody's behavior and then later on, um, to kind of like put a little bit of a twist on it, I kind of turn that back on myself and I just kind of realise that, like, I can be just as distant and like just as trying to make it up to people around me as the behaviour that I condemn. Um, so it's kind of a bit of like a circular lyric in that sense. Hmm. But that's kind of a thing where you sort of, you've got this idea and then you sort of, which I've seen you do quite a few times when you've... Uh, in your songs if you have like an idea that you're using to criticize something uh or yourself you'll then turn that the other way around so if you were criticizing something else you'll then turn it on yourself and if uh, you're criticizing yourself vice versa yeah i mean not to sound too two cent psychology but i'm a big believer in that thing of like um the stuff in other people that you see which irritates you actually is something that kind of is in you as well. Like you kind of like see the other person as a mirror. So it's always felt natural to me to be like, ah, oh, well, that's annoying about you, but oh shit, I do that as well. I'm a hypocrite. Like we're all hypocrites in a sense. 
we're all hypocrites just trying to live together, trying to find the one thing that we can all earnestly agree on. Love. No, not love, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, what can we all agree on? Music. People, everyone loves music. Apart from those people who don't, they're really weird. Yeah, they're strange. Um, anyway, <laughs> no offence if you're listening to this. Actually, why would you listen to a songwriting podcast if you don't like music? Yeah, I feel we're pretty safe on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But maybe they've got their kids in the car and their kids don't like music. Maybe they've well, got their... Well, well, the kids are young and impressionable. We shall impress upon them that you need to like music or people won't like you very much. <laughs> it's true, it's true. It's a universally loved Conform. thing. Conform! There is no uh, such thing as self-expression. <laughs> the funny thing with this song, with phoning it in, is like, I wasn't going to write it. And the reason I say that is because this was like on Saturday night, late Saturday night, and we finish on Sunday midnight. Um, that's our deadline. And so I was like, okay, I should probably have a song earlier in the week. So like Monday, Tuesday, I tried to write. And I came up with um, a first draft Um with with like I, what I thought was quite a good motivation for writing, um, which was that I started um, just chatting a little bit online with um, a violin player who lives locally to me called um, Ali Foyle, fantastic um, player. She plays uh, jazz and standards and gypsy jazz and all sorts, you know. And we just kind of got talking, and I just kind of like had the idea of like, hey, do you want to um, come to where I record and just kind of like see what we come up with for a couple of hours? And she was like, yeah, I'd love to. And so my motivation for my first draft was um, writing a song that could work for her. Um, you know, so something a little bit more upbeat, something that a violin solo would kind of like work well with that she'd be able to riff over easily and stuff like that. And so I came up with this first draft, um, which we'll take a listen to now. And you can kind of like hear just on my dictaphone, like the type of feel I was going for. Weekly song two, C major, ragtime with Ali playing violin in mind. Uh, this is the first idea. Yeah, so like, obviously that's quite a different feel uh, to, uh, to how uh, Phoning In turned out. Um, just because I was trying to write in that sort of more like ragtime, sort of upbeat style, because I know that's the type of style she plays. Um, so it that does was sound gonna... like the kind of thing where you're about to sing like a when you go out and you da, 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 and put on that kind of old timey voice. <laughs> Definitely. I mean like I just I'm quite a big fan of like those old like the pastiches of older songs and stuff on all the styles, so I thought that'd be fun. But I just couldn't get any lyrics, right? I just couldn't take it any further than that. So I was like, ah I'll ditch that. I worked on it for like half an hour and ditched it. So after um uh like that, how did you uh, progress it forwards? Well, um, the next thing I did was try to get into, like, I was, like, kind of learning a few jazz progressions on YouTube and stuff, and I came up with this second draft, um, and it was just a case of, like, I recorded the whole instrumental, and then I tried to write the lyrics afterwards, and I thought, you know what, I'd never do this, I'm going to try and push through and write the lyrics afterwards, and what I thought I'd do is, like, loop the track and scat over it and just scat lyrics until I came up with something solid, and this is what happened, and it wasn't very good, and it goes like this... <laughs> There's a riddle that I got to see My baby's moving over me I got a little piece of pee And I know <laughs> Baby, when you go to sleep It's a wee bit more avant-garde in lyrics <laughs> Like, uh I will say that when I tend to, because you said you did this because, like, uh, like I mentioned, I do it quite a lot. Mm. Like, uh, when I'm doing it, I tend to just be playing it on the guitar and scattering through the lines and, like, come to it with, like, a complete set of words that I've written afterwards rather than just, like, trying to make up the words on a loop on the thing. <laughs> uh, well, that maybe that's where I went wrong. That's, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, um, like yeah, that is smart. That's an odd way of going about it. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I mean, the story in this week's writing is kind of in the draft. So the only other thing to say about phoning it in was just the fact that, like I say, I was on Facebook, I saw this comment, I kind of like found it funny, and I thought it had a good, I thought it had a good rhythm to it. 
way to act like you're just phoning it in. It sounded like phoning was on the one, like, even when I just read the comment first off. And I was like, when I kind of figured that out, I was like, I had a melody in my head, and I just grabbed the guitar, grabbed the dictaphone, wrote the lyrics, and it kind of all came in about probably, like, half an hour initially, and then on Sunday I went back and spent another half an hour just, like, making sure the words were, like, any good, if that makes sense. We've come out of something quite strong there. I really quite like that. And, like, uh, I love, like, there's little moments and sections of it, uh, like, where you can imagine, like, a band coming in, but you could also imagine keeping this one quite low. Like, uh, and it is it is kind of a nice little vocal hook that you've got on there. So, yeah, I like I like. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think I might might do something with this one. But like you say, it's kind of difficult to know which direction to take it. Um, kind of feels like it works acoustically, but... Um, but then, like, I don't know, I was wondering, like, your thoughts on this, because I know we both had a few different drafts and ideas this week. Like, this kind of idea of, like, for me, phoning it in came all at once, give or take, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I tried to progress the other drafts and they didn't work. Do you find that your best songs come from kind of, like, writing in one sitting of inspiration? Or, or maybe, like, a couple of sittings of inspiration where you feel like, oh, I've got some good stuff here. Or do you feel like it comes from really grinding when you have like a draft with like a little tiny seed that you think is good? Um, mostly it's having the time to sort of just get one thing done, finding the passion for it and finishing it through um, while you're still inspired to create. Trouble is that doesn't always work out well with deadlines and other expectations of your time, etc., etc., etc. I have had a few good songs come out of like having most of an idea and then like coming back to it later and putting something else on that. But then that's kind of also like just creating in the spur of the moment. Like uh, example I tend to use is uh, my song No Surprise, which I had the music sorted for for absolutely ages and I just could not get a set of words down for it uh, up until a point where I, um, uh, well, uh, found the inspiration to put the words down, but the words came out really quickly that time, even though it was like so many weeks after getting the music sorted. Mm. So it is very much following that moment when you do have a strong idea is when I feel my best stuff comes out however part of the thing of songwriting is that sometimes you will just have to write a song when you're not like driven's the wrong word but like when you're not being fired by like inspiration yeah uh, and part of this learning the skill of songwriting is learning how to sort of power through that and come up with something at the very least acceptable <laughs> definitely and sometimes you will get strong work out of that but uh i tend to find uh if i'm inspired to create it and i finish it all very quickly that tends to be easier or like it tends to produce better results and those songs tend to stay with me longer than other ones do that makes a lot of sense i think for me like before we started doing the weekly song challenge i would make what i now consider the mistake of waiting around for inspiration to come and then when it did i would sit and i would write and i'd come up with something i'm happy with but it would be kind of like once in a blue moon whereas with the weekly thing um it reminds me of the quote from i forget who um who said it but inspiration does exist but it needs to find you writing and just this idea if you need to kind of like you know, maybe not every day or whatever, but just, like, the idea is sit every single day for a certain amount of time and accept that some sessions won't be fruitful. Um, but, yeah, the ones that come from a burst of inspiration are always preferable, obviously. Yeah, if only every time could be like that, but uh, sadly it is not the case. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what have you been listening to this week? Um... Well, obviously, I've been listening to the new Fletcher James record because it is absolutely amazing. Um, uh, for songs uh, that are not by my friends, uh, I listened to the first time to the Soft Cell album Nonstop Erotic Cabaret. <laughs> Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got 
Katie's album. Uh, yeah, that's the one that's got um, Tainted Love on it. And nice. I, I've got to say, I don't enjoy it very much beyond the cover. Oh, okay. Um, any reason why not particularly? It's... Um, it feels very amateur in its production. Like, I realise this is the very early days of synth pop, but even then you had the Human League doing stuff that sounded like much more... Uh, put together and well constructed than this even on the album tracks uh you'd have the same with Eurythmics a year or two later uh whereas this just feels very amateur hour and like i i think they sort of this sound, this is going to sound really cruel of me i think they accidentally stumbled on a good sound with tainted love but then they weren't quite sure of what they did right and like it's quite <laughs> telling that on the b side of that where did our love go it's like that signature sound of their cover like the doom those simps are kind of replicated with those entire sounds right right the cover of the it's just kind of like oh oh my boys um (laughs) and just the lyrics seem this is very unfair to criticize an album released in the 80s by modern standards uh but it seems very tame for something called non-stop erotic cabaret and like very much my my first go as a lyrics writer like i have emotions i have a song called frustration which is about being frustrated and i've got a song called (laughs) sex dwarf and that's going to be really taboo and risky and bear in mind you can just like look through the aisles and then find a prince record and it'll be much better put together and much (laughs) dirtier (laughs) it's just kind of like like, bless you lads maybe not <laughs> it's i think that that doing like you know dirty lyrics taboo lyrics or like political or controversial anything that's a little bit sort of like outside of the ordinary of lyrics i think it has to be done so like even more tastefully than love songs do you know what i mean like prince can write a sexy song but just not just anybody can yeah it's kind of when you're dealing with high emotions like that like you're stepping a fine line between being extraordinarily corny or naff and being extraordinarily good. And if you are extraordinarily corny and naff, commit to it for the performance alone. Like, there's a Prince song called International Lover, where, like, he Mm. basically climaxes at the end of the track, and I just think it's absolutely silly. But he commits (laughs) to the performance that I can't help but love it. Whereas this is kind of like... This is kind of just like two uh, like English kids just going like, yeah, it's edgy. And look, I, I've got a poem called CD Films, which is about how cities are dirty places. All <laughs> naughty things happen there. And, <laughs> and my friends told me it was really good. So not I'm a, going not to a... get cancelled by the soft cell fans. <laughs> I mean, are there any left? Are there any left? Probably a uh, few. They've, they've had a new album out this year. It's not very good, but, you know, they've had a new album out this year. <laughs> Declan, stop bashing Soft Cell. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the positive listening experience of this week is um, All We're Meant to Do, the new Fletcher James album, though, right? I fancy running away, but my knees are on the same page And I'm dying for a change of pace yeah that's that's great like i've heard those songs transform from being uh like these really cool single uh performer and piano experiences in like venues around bristol to being this full-on like proper sounding album and it's really really cool uh, and I will have played the launch party for it, which will be in the past for you listeners, but in the future for me. Uh, it'll That's be wild. Friday, so. I yeah. kind of want to ask you how it went. I know. I kind of <laughs> want to tell you, except for the fact that I've not done it yet. <laughs> how bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> well, um, on my end, I've been listening to 
Harry Nilsson. already been into Harry Nilsson. He's he's great, but I've gotten into him in a new way. When when you and I were recording um uh the Snookums overdubs um for the, the album. Snookums overdubs, this will be the second EP. <laughs> the Snookums overdubs. Well we we were recording our record. Um we went down into Watch It, didn't we? Um where we were recording. And there was this like pop up record fair which has never been there before and has never been there since. Spooky. And they had, like, Harry Nilsson and Beatles records and stuff for, like, £5 each. It was, like, unbelievable. Yeah, I've still got my copy of, uh, what is it, My Fair Lady, with Julie Andrews singing, which I need to listen to. you got Julie Andrews, i got Harry Nilsson. That says everything you need to know. <laughs> it's pretty much like us down to a T, in a way. In a way. Um, but, yeah, I, I got... Um, uh, the 1969 Harry Nelson album called Harry, and I've been listening to other stuff outside of that, but it's just so good. I messaged you um, a few nights ago when I listened to it in full. I was like, this is every bit as good as a Beatles album. You know, it's just solid. You can see why they liked him. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what's on that album, because I've got it and I listened to it, but I listened to it a very long time ago. Well, you got the cover uh... of um, uh, Mother Nature's Son, which is a Beatles song. Um, you got a cover of Randy Newman, Simon Smith and the Amazing Dancing Bear. And I think the rest of it is um, originals. Um, there's this amazing song on there called um, Fair Facts Rag. And it's like a kind of, well, like a ragtime thing, but just like, God, the energy of that thing and his vocal performance. Like, you've got to bear in mind back in those days, like, you didn't like, I mean, you could stop the tape and comp back in, but it was difficult to do. So I think what Harry Nilsson tried to do is like, get a good performance all the way through his vocal take. And he just... Not only does he get a good take, but he experiments and he yells, he fucking screams his lungs out and he's like, and he whispers and just like does these melodic improvisations. He's just amazing. He's my favorite singer. He's so good. Oh, that's a record with Rainmaker on it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is that an original oh, yeah, or a like cover? I have absolutely no idea, but I like Rainmaker, so. Yeah, so, so do I. It's got a cool, um, got a cool drum break at the beginning, actually. I was thinking of sampling it. Do it. I may well do. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been listening to. Harry Nielsen's great. If you're listening to this and you haven't heard him before, he's the guy responsible for writing that Without You song that Badfinger then covered. He didn't write it. it. Did he not? No, no Badfinger that's a Badfinger wrote Finger it. Song. Badfinger wrote it. I yeah. always get confused because didn't their version come out in like 71 or something? Um, like after his? No, his version was first, I believe. That's his sorry, version their was version fir- was first. Oh, okay. Oh, Let my bad. Me- one second. Okay. Well, he's so the guy who the didn't fin- write without you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Bad Finger album came out in 1970, and Nilsson Schmilson came out in 1971. Damn it. Well, anyway, he did the, the you know, he, unanimously agreed best version of that song. <laughs> well, the Bad Finger one is really weird because like the chorus is, Can't live if living is without you. I can't live. Can't give anymore. And it's Harry Nilsson's version, which sets a precedent for the Can live if living is without you. All that sort of stuff. And like jumping the octave in the second chorus and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not trying that. <laughs> <laughs> nor am I, actually. Um, it's beyond my range and too late at night. But yeah, um, he, I don't know. Anyway, check out Harry Nilsson. He did, you know, Everyone's Talking to Me and... Um, bunch of other stuff but like he's one of those artists one is where, loneliest like, number he did that one didn't he yeah one is loneliest number the coconut song you know put lime in the coconut which is a weird thing because it's like kind I of said a, homer it's kind of like a cultural hit but why <laughs> like i'm not saying it's bad it's just like it's such a weird song to be like everyone knows the lime in the coconut song <laughs> well it was the end of um reservoir dogs oh of course yeah i suppose that being in a oh. film always helps doesn't it and also, it's kind of like this very novelty record as a way, uh, like with all the voices on it and everything, and uh, just the fact that it's basically just one chord for about three minutes. Yeah, yeah it's, which is, I always like, um, I like the old one chord songs. Yeah, the there coconut song. 
Rubber Band Girl by Kate Bush. Tomorrow Never Knows. Is that one chord? It's strictly speaking, two, but you can play it as one. Okay. Um, we should ch- we, That should be a challenge at some point. Write a one chord song. I think we might have tried to do that in the past, and I think it damn near broke us. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, we tried to do that. Did, did we... See, this is the thing. Like, some people will probably be listening through to the podcast, like episode one, two, three, and so on. So, like, for them, it's like a couple of months ago that they listened to that episode, and they're like, you idiots, why don't you remember this? It's like, this is years ago for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got uh, we've got different uh, memories. We to, got to, old, to man. <laughs> also, listening back to the early episodes, I don't know about you, but I just cringe listening to them. Um, I can't make it past the first one. Yeah, same. Um, I, I feel like if I if someone was like, no one's ever asked me this, but if someone went, hey, Roger, I want to listen to your podcast, where should I start? I'd be like, I don't know, episode 45 or 50 or something? <laughs> That's kind of where they I'd start to get I'd say just start good. at the most recent season and start working backwards. Now that is why I pay you compliments. That's awesome. That That's a good idea. Well, why don't you pay me the big bucks anymore? Not that you ever did, but like... <laughs> well, um... Shall we move on? In this economy. <laughs> <laughs> well, as part of our fun little thing with Journeyman, we've actually got ourselves a uh, a Journeyman notebook to give away as a prize for free. Uh, however, you do have to work for your prize. What you have to do is you have to write a song. Uh, but not just any song. No. It has to be a song with a specific word in it. And mm-hmm. the word, the word that you have to use... Is. This particular word is. that must be in your song is, is journal. Journal. That's journal. one song with the word journal in it. Send it to weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com uh, and just mark your entry journeyman competition or something like that. I don't know. That exact sentence in uh, quotation marks. Um, and yeah, what date did we say that we had to get this in by it was by monday the 12th big day we have definitely not just entirely forgotten what the date was yep there is nothing that i have cut out of this section at all and uh put uh editing sticking plaster on because i'm a good editor and i just don't cut things out at random so that's it for this episode of the weekly song podcast thank you very much for listening uh, if you've uh, enjoyed what you've listened to, or you've not enjoyed what you've listened to, or you've been middlingly appreciative of what you've listened to, and you want to send us some thoughts of the various amounts of enjoyment you've got of the program to us, why not write us an electronic letter at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com? I am brilliant at talking. Uh, also, if you've written a song in a week and you want to uh, send it on in, why not do that? to the same address uh you can also find us on instagram at weekly song podcast uh on facebook uh search weekly song podcast and on youtube search weekly song podcast i feel there's a bit of a theme developing here mm-hmm. uh is this a theme that's going to develop when i ask you roger where people can find your music well not quite but i can oh. tell you where people can find our music declan and i have a band together it's called schnookums and mm. you, currently, we're working on a full-length album, and mm. you can follow us on Instagram and kind of see how the album is being made. Follow us at schnookums.band. That's S-C-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S dot B-A-N-D. Um, and yeah, we have got the worst band name in the world for telling people to Google this. I know, particularly on like an audio-only medium. You can't even write it down. Um, but yeah, oh. follow Schnookums um, because we're making a record and. Like, not to sound at all, like, arrogant or whatever, because that's not the point. I'm just pleased with what we made, and I think it'd be cool, because, like, particularly people who've heard us write songs on the podcast to hear, like, a fully produced thing might be kind of fun. I don't know. I've had conversations with one or two people uh, who say, no, I'm really looking forward to that, because you sound happy about the project, Declan, and you never sound happy about anything you've done, ever. (laughs) Yes. Which... Harsh, but true. Um. <laughs> well, I, w- I wouldn't agree, but you have been you have been smiling a lot, you know. So that's a sign of happiness. So I hear. 
Um, <laughs> you, anyway, you've had more good days than bad. <laughs> oh, this is sounding really like miserable. Um, oh, well, let's as, not dwell on that. Um, as far as other places as, you can find my music, um, Roger Heather's on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, obviously Spotify. I've got a bunch of albums out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be done with making Roger Heather's albums soon. Um, so while they're still <gasps> around, just go and follow me on Instagram and Spotify and stuff. Got a new big project coming next year as well as Schnuckums. Um you mean your so. catalogue of over 200 songs is about to be complete uh I don't know I still might uh, uh, yes in a word yes <laughs> not that anyone cares but um what about you Declan where can people find you and your music um you can find me at, at various locations which I will not disclose because I value my privacy thank you very much can we get the um what do you call them? Um, uh, Satnav coordinates. No, you can't. Aww. Like I like you, Roger, and even then, you can't. <laughs> Imagine what the people of the audience will have to do to earn that privilege if you don't even have it. Wait, so um, I I know where you live, but I can't have your Satnav coordinates, even though I know where your house no. is. No, <laughs> it's not Who your credit you card know details. That... It's not my house. <laughs> Strictly speaking, I think you'll find um, (laughs) you imbecile. Uh, So, anyway, sorry. Find my music on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, where I actually earn money off my music. Uh, Tidal, all the other fun things, places where you find music. I have recently put out uh, four songs as an EP. It's called Four Odd Songs that I recorded with Roger in this shed presented in reverse chronological order <laughs> it is basically it, it's like ron seal it's exactly what it says on the tin um so such a good that, that's where you find me <laughs> awesome awesome um yeah thanks everybody for listening it's been um it's been a fun one today I really enjoyed today um not quite as fun as our in-person one last week but um still really fun and uh we'll be back next week with two new songs uh that we will have written in a week I have a riff so far, one riff, mm. and I don't know what, four or five days to go. So, yeah. Thanks, One everyone. riff more than me. Yeah, but so, knowing uh, me, I'll probably ditch it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I'll see you next week, and so will Roger. It's a good night from here, and it's a good night from him. Goodbye. Ta-ra. Goodbye. Ta-ra. <laughs>